You're listening to the FYI podcast where we talk about faith, life, adulting, relationships, finances. This podcast is for young adults, people in their teens, 20s, 30s, who are looking to answer the question, what does it mean to be a Christ follower in 2023 Mm. as a 20-something, as a young adult? And I'm Josiah Keneally. And I'm Mike Keneally. We're your hosts. Yes, we are. Every Friday, we unpack a new question, and thank you for sending in questions. Uh, Feel free to send more. You can DM us at FYI Podcast on Instagram. Our website is www.fyipodcast.com. There you go. Second one you heard. Here's the question that came in from email on that website. Yes, here's the question. Her name is Caitlin, and Caitlin sent this in. This is her little message. It says, I've recently been talking with someone and he is wanting to pursue a relationship. I'm 24 and I have never been in one. So I'm not even sure how to navigate what to do next, how I'm feeling. How do you know when you are ready to date? And how do I differentiate between conviction from Jesus that I'm possibly not ready versus nerves? Great question. Yeah. Great question. That is a great question. And Caitlin, we are so grateful that you pose that question because many of our listeners are experiencing the same thing. Many of them have not been in relationships. They desire marriage someday. They're navigating the dating world. Do they do the dating app? Is it a mutual friend? Um, Are they part of my church? Are they a part of my floor on my college campus in my workplace? So all these different things and walks of life are kind of all intersecting at the same time. And it's good to have a desire to date. It's good to have a desire to take things slow and to do it God's way. So I love that you even use the word was differentiate the conviction from Jesus. Um, and that prompting, because I will say right off the bat, number one thing I would do for any young adult that asks me, should I be dating or shouldn't I be dating? Number one, have, I would ask them, have you been praying about the person that you are going to marry because the person you are going to marry, you're going to date someday. Right? So, so many people say, well, I prayed about dating him. Oh no, you told God you were going to date him. And then you asked for permission later that can fly in some realms, but in marriage is your desired result. You should ask God for permission now, (laughs) and you won't have to apologize for anything later. (laughs) Yeah. So inviting God into your singleness as like, okay, Lord, show me who I am, hollow me out as a person and be with my future spouse, whoever, wherever, Mm -hmm. whatever they're doing, Mm -hmm. may they be a person of God and godly character and growing as well. So always inviting God into that and asking God for permission versus telling him you're going to do it because I've done it both ways. And one is success and one is failure. (laughs) Well, and look at this. Just imagine with me here for a moment of your life. We're talking Mm -hmm. about your future. We're talking about Mm -hmm. your relationships and say like you, you just said, Micah, that that I'm imagining the listener wants to be married someday Mm -hmm. or is open to the idea, at least if God should present it. And if that's part of his will and just imagine you're married because one of the biggest regrets that I hear people who are married now, mm-hmm. maybe kids are in, in the mix, maybe they're married six, eight, 18 years. Mm-hmm. And they tell us we've been pastors at a, a local church and we've, I've heard this countless times. I wish I would have prayed. 
before I ever got in this relationship. Mm -hmm. I wish I would have listened to some of the warnings from my community, from family members who had my best interest in mind Mm -hmm. when they were warning me, but I didn't listen. Mm -hmm. I didn't pray. And so the, the chance that you have to follow God's blessing and to ask for God's blessing, to give him the first shot at your life Mm -hmm. and to live a life that surrender to him is to do exactly what Mike is saying. And that's to pray about it because it's your personal relationship with Jesus. And this is your life. This is God's life through you. And, um, we're going to have some fun. I know babe, that you love tackling these questions and talking about relationships. I think, Without speaking for you, it might be one of your favorite topics. Oh, dating, I think singleness, it is. Yes, marriage, sure. sex, waiting, relationships, all of it. All of it. I love it. I love the I love the hard questions because I was in those questions at, at one point in my life prior to marriage on some levels, right? And I think I'm just going to take team this right now. So prayer and with prayer, when it's God's will comes peace. So I think if there is any, Caitlin, I just want to say like right off the top before we even, like we have a list of things that we're going to ready or not kind of type things that we're going to talk about. But I want to also say with this, like when you are in relationship with Jesus and he's number one in your life and you're praying about your future spouse and you're praying, like, do I even say yes to this date? And if instantly, you know, you could say, no, I, I can never see this person again. I'll be fine with it then don't go on the date because it just confuses your heart and their heart and might start something that should have never began. So there is peace when something happens and the peace needs to be first and foremost in your heart as an individual, as well as the other person, as the relationship grows or grows in the direction of dating engagement and marriage. So if there's ever a a flag that pops up and it's a warning sign, respond to the warning and address it in the, in those moments or in those seasons, whether it's your personal life or with that person that's pursuing you or wanting to date you, or maybe that you're already even with because pink flags will be red flags later. And when there's peace, we serve a God of peace and order, not chaos. And I will say, don't make excuses along the way in a sense of, I feel complete peace about this area of so-and-so's life, but not this okay, then there's not complete peace in your spirit because they're addicted to pornography or they're not over their ex or they're no direction for their life for they live with mom and dad in the basement, but they want to date me and the parents are paying for the date. Like whatever the weird things could or should be, there's not complete peace then. So when you invite God at the center of it, there will be a sense of peace in your soul and there's no convincing yourself that you need to be in a relationship or convince yourself that you need to go on the date because God will orchestrate that. So I put together a list and it's kind of like ready or not. So you kind of asked at the end of your question, Caitlin, if you guys can relate to her as a listener, how do I differentiate between I am, if I'm ready or not, like, how do I know if I'm ready to date or if I'm not ready to date? And we're going to go through them one at a time. I think we have seven of them here for you. So Josiah, do you want to do, should we, should we volley it back and forth? Do you should do ready to, or yeah. do, you do this one, Yeah, I'm not ready. And then I'll do ready. And then we'll go yeah. to number two. Yes. That'd be kind of, we'll volley it back. And yes. Forth. And we're about to dive into this. Just wanted to speak to this as well. Ooh, yeah. And that's this grow your life, grow your world, mm-hmm. have a growth mindset. It's good. You're on the mission of God. 
Mm-hmm. He doesn't divide, subtract. He adds and he multiplies. Yeah. He blesses. So in your life, I would say grow healthy relationships in terms of the relationships that you have go deeper Yeah, and find more friends along the way. There's room at your table. I promise you Mm -hmm. that you're going to meet some new friends if you're willing to, and they might be looking for friendships as well. And the second thing is build godly community. Mm -hmm. The more people, you know, the more friends that they're going to be introduced and et cetera, et cetera. And I would just say, if you're, if you don't know the person that you're going to marry, then you're going to need to grow your world. You're mm-hmm. need to build relationships that are healthy. Right. You're going to need to find godly community and expand it and meet your friends and meet your friends' friends and go to events and be a plugged into a church, be a yeah. part of a small group, be a part of a young adult ministry, grow your world, ask your friends, tell them like, I might be looking, I might be interested. In. And that's a part of living, right? Exactly. I think sometimes we get laser focused as young adults, or at least I did where I was like, okay, when I found that person, then I'll do X, Y, Z. No, continue to live your life. Yep. And that person's probably going to come along at the perfect time. You never know what's going to happen. So keep living your life and live with intentionality in, in the process of that. So, so good. And we are going to do just what Micah said, ready or not. <laughs> Here's going to be seven things if that we found, if you're not ready for a relationship right. and we're going to then share six things to know that if you're ready for a relationship and so I'll kick it off yeah. with number one, which is you are not if ready. you are not ready for a relationship, here's how you'll know. Number one is if you're hurt. Maybe you just got out of a breakup or maybe mm-hmm. you haven't healed. There's hurt. There's brokenness. It could be traumas. It could be things that you, you have not dealt with through prayer, through counseling, through therapy, through your small group. Like There's wounds in your life that you need to heal from before you're ready to get into a relationship. So the number one is if you're hurt. If you're hurt. Yeah. And you're ready if you've walked through that healing process. So it's healing. Has the healing taken place? Have you done everything that Josiah just said? And to say that I am a whole person in Jesus Christ. I've worked through my hurts, my hurdles, my hangups, and I'm ready to invite somebody else into this equation, knowing that I am not a broken person, a need of another person to save me. I'm a broken person in need of a savior because I'm broken every day as a follower of Jesus. So really acknowledging like, has the healing taken place? So, so good. The second one is, uh, and you'll see this because you'll feel this at times, pressure. Mm. Like you're not ready for a relationship just because your parents said, like you're I, balding. You better get married soon. Or, or like how <laughs> a young adult really his parent, his mom told him that the receding hairline starting now. You're 21. You better start finding somebody. <laughs> and, and I was just at a men's event, oh. and I know one of the sons of of or a, a child of this guy, and he comes up to me and he told me that his his kid needs to meet someone that that. They're just lonely. And so I'm like, that's so much family pressure. Mm-hmm. And so just because you feel pressure from your community or right. pressure from your peers or right. even familial pressure, that doesn't mean you're ready. Right. It just means that other people are ready for you. Well, guess what? This isn't going to be their marriage. Mm-hmm. This is going to be your marriage. Mm-hmm. And so I would just don't be afraid to have a backbone or a spine to say, you know what? I'm not ready. Or you know what? back off. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. seriously, sometimes people say things that are hurtful and just to be like, you know what? 
I'm praying about it. Mm-hmm. I'm working on it. I'm healing or whatever it is. Yeah. So the key word you said in there was lonely. No, I said pressure, pressure. Number two is pressure. If you feel pressure. Okay. Got it. Well, and I would say the second one pressure, I can't read healthy community. Yeah. Okay. He's mixing things up on me. I have seven things for not ready. You have six things. Well, I thought you were going to say that one. Got it. So I'm saying healthy community. Yes. Really realizing that healthy community will speak into the dating process positively if it's the one or negatively if they're not the one. And to kind of take those social cues from your friends and family, because when you have healthy community, that means like they learn along the way what you are learning on some levels, right? About that person. Mm -hmm. How well do they do in my group of people? Do I fit into their group of people? And to realize like, hey... If there is anything negative being said, okay, take that into consideration. And negative isn't always bad. Negative can be, wow, they're kind of immature and need some growth. Okay, maybe they need some time to grow. (laughs) I don't know, but go ahead. We're in Ready or Not here on the FYI podcast. We're sharing today seven ways to know Mm -hmm. if you're not ready for a relationship and six ways to know if you are ready. And we just got our signals crossed a little bit. If you are a a regular listener, you might know that, but I have seven things that I'm going to unpack and we're going back and forth with ready or not. We weren't ready, but, uh, I thought I was ready, ready. but he has a pen. So he keeps adding scribbles. this, the, the third thing on my end is I'm on the, the not ready column is lonely. Like just because, and it it goes hand in hand with what you just said, Micah, about godly community. Like if you have healthy community, that's a sign of health. It's a sign. Just because you're lonely doesn't Mm -hmm. mean you're ready for a relationship. In fact, I would argue that you're not ready to date if you're lonely because you find, Micah says this all the time, if two lonely people doesn't make a healthy marriage or a a healthy dating relationship, it, it it makes two lonely people who found each other. Right. And um, it's possible to be married and lonely. It's possible to be dating and lonely. So loneliness is not a good reason to to look for a companion. Mm-hmm. Find, I, I think stage one is find godly community. And from there, get healthy in community. And then you're ready to date after that. Yes, I think you're right. <laughs> he has one, two, four. Five, six, seven, and threes in another column. <laughs> I love it. Well, I think what we need in life is we need direction. And yes. I think for a female, there's nothing more attractive than a man who actually has direction in yeah. their life. And yeah. I would also think and vice versa. Like, I think a man will probably look at somebody and be like, well, I know that you asked me, like, do you have your own dreams and aspirations? Yes, I do. I'm not going to ride on the coattails of my spouse in, the, in essence. Mm-hmm. But did I have direction? Do you have direction for your life? Or are you just wandering around from life to life, college to college, season to season, job to job? But do you have vision for your life? Are you living on mission as a as an individual? Because in my opinion, there's there's that's an attractive quality I think that anybody can have is to have direction and willingness to persevere through, you know, those dreams and aspirations. So and I think the the not ready side of of that is aimless, mm-hmm. wandering aimlessly. I know that Billy Graham had um, been asked 
like, and he, he asked some university presidents yeah. at Harvard and at Ivy league schools, like what's the number one problem on this college or university. And it was a lack of direction. It was aimlessly wandering. Wow. It was no purpose. And that was probably 40 years ago. Right. And I see a crisis in America right now of fatherlessness. Mm-hmm. And I see brokenness in families. And one of many implications of that is that there is aimless youth and aimless young adults. They don't know what they could be because the void of a father has left them with no encouragement and no support and no vision Mm -hmm. of who God's called them to become. Mm -hmm. And so I think that if you are lacking purpose, vision, direction, Mm -hmm. and you're wandering aimlessly, um, Mike had pointed out, maybe that's not an attractive quality in a relationship. And that may be the case. I just think it's a it's a clarion crystal clear to me that you're not ready. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you need to have every box checked mm-hmm. and every right. I dotted. I think there's a certain extent of you craft the future life that you want once you're with your future spouse mm-hmm. along the way, but you need some, you need some vision mm-hmm. and you need some direction and you need an aim. The beautiful thing about the gospel message is mm-hmm. it is a mission. Mm-hmm. It is yeah. vision for your life and it is the aim. And so I think that, but being aimless, um, you're going to have a really hard time leading someone else in a relationship when you don't know where you're going. Mm-hmm. I remember as a young communicator and preacher, I would get up sometimes and and I, I'd like to think that I've changed since this, but um, Mike is pointing out my, I had six things, but I felt prompted for That's seven. Okay. And that <laughs> happens sometimes, but but there's a fun story where I, I would get up sometimes and I would preach and I had an outline of a message or I had some verses and some stories, but if I'm honest, looking back at 21, 22, 23, I didn't always know where I was going mm. and there reached a point in message prep for a sermon or even a podcast episode. I might go in with six and I might think of a seven and that I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. But in this message and most I know where I'm going because I've written it backwards mm-hmm. and I've prepped, but I think that's a perfect, if it's, there's a saying in preaching that if it's a mist in the pulpit, it'll be foggy in the pews. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't know where you're leading mm-hmm. yourself or going yourself, it's going to be hard for you to lead others, Right. but that's, we're all in process. We're all growing. Right. We're all learning and developing, but that's the the fourth one is, so we've got, you're not ready. If you're hurting, there's just pressure on you, lonely or aimless recap so far. You're mm-hmm. ready. If yes, you're ready. If you are healed, have a healthy community and there's direction in your life. And the next one we're going to uncover right here is just one of our, our mottos that we've adopted is leave people in places better than you found them. That I think that is a sign of maturity. Leave mm-hmm. people in places better than you found them. Meaning that if you're going to be at an event, you're going to pick up your trash after yourself. If you're going to go to the movie theater, I don't leave my stuff lying around because why create more work for somebody who they don't even have staffed anyway? Like I can take my cup or my popcorn, you know, I think that just shows maturity. Like I'm willing to take care of myself publicly Mm -hmm. and privately, but also 
take care of others and leave people in places better than you found them. And that's, that can be a role of volunteering. You're at an event. Hey, is there any way that I can help you? Like when you have people, I love seeing this when I know people are mature when they're like the first person there and they're the last person to leave saying, Hey, I'll help you clean up this mess. Where do these chairs go? Where's the vacuum cleaner? Those are the people I love because I know there's character and grit in them. It's not just like they expect the table to be set for them. They're like, what can I bring? Like I, I can bring dessert. I love like love to bring my favorite brownies that I make or whatever. So leaving people in places better than you found them is a sign of maturity, I think, in that sense. So it's powerful. I couldn't agree more. Number five on the not ready side is the rebound. Mm. And what I see sometimes people will hop and shop and they'll hop from relationship to relationship and they haven't going back to the first one, they haven't healed from hurts. It's just this incessant need to be loved or wanted or seen with somebody or known by someone. Mm -hmm. And, and sometimes I think this can come from a fear of being alone. Like they're afraid to be just with themselves. And here's what I really believe is that being honest, being a person of your word, meaning your yes is yes. Your no is no clarity is kindness. Clarity is a gift. We learn this in leadership mm -hmm. and, um, games and ghosting, like the whole, at least when I was single, the three day rule, like you don't call for three days after a date, baloney, garbage, ghosting, like if you're not immature, that's immaturity. You're not ready. If you're playing games, if you're ghosting, or if you're just like on the rebound. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then on the ready side is, is the question like, or the realization, like Jesus is the center. He's the center of your life. He, you're in relationship with him. You're actively growing. You're plugged into a church. You're thriving. You're praying. You're you know, spending time with him, you're devoted to him and you're in the word of God. And I think those are significant things as Caitlin asks this question is Jesus is at the center of my life period. And when God brings that person, he will, you know, create mm -hmm. those opportunities. Mm -hmm. You're not ready if you're not following Jesus. Um, and you're not ready if the person you're interested in is not following Jesus. Mm -hmm. We are not fans of, um, quote unquote mission dating or, uh, you know, like missionary dating. Like I, I think that evangelism and put, pursuing a mate or a potential future spouse, mm -hmm. those are two different areas of life, mm -hmm. two different aspects of life. And, um, yeah, if you're not following Jesus, the invitation is for you and your friends to follow Jesus. Um, I just think that Andy Stanley says, and I couldn't agree more, following Jesus makes your life better and makes you better at life. Mm. And I want to major on the majors, minor on the minors. This is a major thing. Yeah. For me, this is the deal breaker. If, yeah. if if you're not following Jesus, you're not ready because you're, your life could be better. There yeah. is a bigger picture and a bigger vision for your life that you're mm. missing out on. And you could be a new creation in Christ. Mm -hmm. So, and live on mission together with that person. is probably the one of the best things you can do. Like, Oh my gosh, that's just the fun part of marriage yes. because there's, there's meaning, there's mission, there's Christ at the center. It's just don't settle in the process. Don't settle in the process. And then if you're ready, uh, you're happy, meaning that you are happily single. Mm -hmm. You don't need a man or woman to complete you. God is the only one that can complete you. And 
I just think that that's such a beautiful thing. When you reach that place of being satisfied in him and you don't mm-hmm. need anything else, that is where you want to be because your confidence comes from him. Your strength comes from him. You're not living on the prowl, looking and wondering if they're the one, is she the one, is he the one? That's not, that's exhausting. When you truly reach a place of happiness and healed in a healthy community with direction, leaving people in places better than you found them and having Christ at the center, you can't not be happy and filled with joy about where you're at in life because God is the author of your story. Oh my gosh. Similarly, if you're unhappily single, you won't find yourself in a relationship soon where you're happy. Yeah. If you are unhappy right now today and you just add it, we believe a myth. Ultimately, Mm -hmm. if you think that your happiness is going to come from anyone outside of God, Mm -hmm. you're sadly mistaken. Mm -hmm. And uh, so if you're unhappy, Become satisfied in Christ, become yeah. satisfied in who he's made you to be. The Ephesians 2.10 says that you're God's poema, you're his poem, mm-hmm. you're his masterpiece. He's created you in Christ Jesus and he knit you in your mother's womb before time, like mind blowing. Mm-hmm. And if you can catch a vision of who God's made you to be, you are going to be happy in singleness. You are going to be happy in Christ. And that's the starting place. Don't rush it. If you're unhappy, mm-hmm. find your happiness before you find somebody that, because misery loves company. Well, I think two unhappy people does not make one, two negatives is it usually equals a positive, but not in this case. Yeah. It's not unhappy, unhappy equals happy. No, it's two unhappy people have met each other that are not fully healed. They have not walked mm-hmm. through the redemption side of Christ and they're not walking out the, in the joy, joy side of things. And I'll say this, like a good man does not equal a godly man. And I think that is just kind of what we just want to keep an undertone of if someone's claiming to be a Christ follower, they should aspire to be more like God every single day. They should be exuding the attributes of who Christ is, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, like all those things, faithfulness, like self-control, like those are all things. They should have mentors in their lives. There should be a healthy community in their life. They should have people who are not letting them go aimlessly around the around the mountain, but there's a guide, there's mentors, there's discipleship happening, there's growth and there's desired growth because we're never going to arrive, but we're in constant growth no matter who we are and what what we're up to. So if you're a Christ follower listening, a good guy does not equal a godly guy. If you're claiming to be a Christ follower, you should both be following Christ. And then you can run strong hand in hand where nobody's getting drugged behind or nobody's exhausted by doing the dragging of someone to church, to the life group mm-hmm. down, you know, the aisle. I don't even know, but I mean, so just really recognizing and realizing that these are real questions and topics that you as young adults are up against. I mean, we weren't in, we were in the same situation not long ago and really realizing like some people are like, well, where are all the good people? Where are all the good men? Where are all the good women? Where are all the good Christians? Maybe you need to start asking your friends questions. We've I've realized as we get older, the friends that are now like 28, 29, 30 are coming to me saying, Micah, do you know any good godly men? Mm-hmm. And I was like, taken, 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 taken. I go single. Oh, nope. Engaged. So even just some of my friends that maybe they're not on the dating app or out in that mm-hmm. world necessarily, but they are good, amazing Christian women that love, 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 love Jesus, but they're just not maybe in the right place. 
at the right time or they've dedicated themselves to work. And now they're asking me, do you know of anybody? And I'm like, oh, I know lots of guys. We know lots of guys, I should say, not I. We do. And they're getting snatched up left and right too. So <laughs> it's, it's cool. And on the FI podcast, we enjoy this journey so much. And two of the things that, you know, this is a powerful, powerful topic and content and subject matter of dating. How do you know when you're ready or not? And uh, two things that we want to just share with you as a listener, maybe you're watching on YouTube. The first is Mike had brought up um, just one of the hurts that we see plaguing Mm -hmm. young adults. And we want to share a resource Mm -hmm. with you and it's called Covenant Eyes. And I've been a user of Covenant Eyes since man, before we even met, I'm Mm -hmm. pretty sure. And uh, along the journey, like pornography is a hurt. It's a hurdle. It's a hang up. It's a plague and it's an attack of the enemy. For both male and female. Yes. It's it's definitely um, billions of dollar industry. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just that it's using people and abusing people. And if you want help, hope, healing, mm-hmm. and freedom in that area of your life, I couldn't more highly recommend Covenant Eyes. And we've teamed up with them as our ministry, as mm-hmm. young adults today. And they are offering 30 days free. Your first month is free with Covenant Eyes. Mm-hmm. If you sign up and you use the promo code at covenanteyes.com, just use the promo code Young Adults. No spaces, just Young Adults. You'll get your first 30 days of Covenant Eyes for free. There's also a link in the show notes. Uh, and on YouTube, that if you want the the free 30 days mm-hmm. of Covenant Eyes and to try a device that's going to help you connect with an accountability partner and it's going to help you um, just connect with people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like mm-hmm. there's, I have two accountability partners outside of Micah. Mm-hmm. And this is the type of thing that your accountability partners can get notified when you're struggling. And the first way mm-hmm. to find freedom is to ask for help. Yeah. The second thing that I really want you to pay attention to is if you're single out there and you, God's put it in your heart, the dream of being married someday, there's something that you can do that will change your life. It will change your future relationship with God and that relationship once you meet them with your future spouse. And mm-hmm. it's called the Worth the Weight Journal. Mm-hmm. Micah is actually the author of the Worth the Weight Journal. You can find it in the show notes mm-hmm. on YouTube and at MicahKennelly.com. And the Worth the Weight Journal is a 52-week guided, just that. It's a journal to put Christ back at the center. Mm-hmm. There'll be verses every single week. There'll be prayers prayers written for you that you can pray every single week. And then you get to become the author. And you get to mm-hmm. give this journal to your future spouse on the night of your wedding. Micah did that for me. That's where the idea came from. And I'll just say, as the recipient of the very first Worth the Weight mm-hmm. Journal ever, um, it was, it was like reading tear, tear streamed pages, getting to know Micah's heart on pages. Mm-hmm. And I just say, I think it's the greatest gift aside from Jesus and yourself that you could give your future spouse. So check that out as well. And so grateful to do this journey. Mm-hmm. Send us your questions. We love talking about faith life, adulting, relationships, finances, and more. And the encouragement to you is as a Christ follower, you can live a young adult life that's honoring and pleasing to God in 2023 and beyond. We're with you for the journey. This is the FYI podcast.